Hi, everybody. Did you miss us? Because we sure missed you. You know, I searched around my files the other day, and I found an episode that, unfortunately, we never released. Now, there's some audio issues in it. Uh, it's not really comedy-driven. It's more uh, advice and tips for parenting with our good friends Charlie and Joey. Now, it would be a disservice to you if I never released it, just kept it on my phone to myself. So we're going to release it. I hope you enjoy it. You know, being a parent, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but we hope you take some of these tips and advice and kind of apply them to your everyday life. Hopefully they help you out. If they do, let us know at carpoolshenanigans at gmail.com. And yeah, stay weird, everybody. I got the profit up. I always double up. It ain't nothing, bro. It ain't nothing, bro. This is it. Welcome to Carpool Shenanigans Season 2. If you're someone who's been here since the beginning, we appreciate all the love and support you've shown us. If you're new, let's get weird. I got the profit up. I always double up. It ain't nothing, bro. It ain't nothing, bro. This week on Carpool Shenanigans. Hello and welcome. Uh, I'm Justin, one half of Carpool Shenanigans. Um, here we do this live today to get some parental tips. Some of you may be new. Some of you may still be learning, as we all are. Um, so this is a chance to ask your questions, um, or if you have advice, please make sure to comment anytime during this video. We'll see if we can answer to it. Uh, we're going around the room. Um, got two guests with me. Uh, Charlie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Oh, not too bad. Uh, so what is it that you do and uh, how many kids do you have? Well, I am an actress and a um, screenwriter also. And I have three kids. And it's kind of crazy because they're all pretty young. Um, they're all under the age of 10. So, so that's action-packed 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're always doing something. Uh, yep. Next up is uh, Joey, good friend of mine, also known as Disfun Dysfunctional Father, my bad. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you guys being willing to hang out with this weird guy over here. But, uh, <laughs> I've got three kids as well. I've, I've got a seven-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-month-old. He's just over two months old. i got two girls and a boy, so... I feel you on the dysfunctional part. That's kind of the hint behind my name. Dysfunctional father. So, but yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. That's cool. That's the opposite of me. I have two boys and a girl. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And your oldest shares the same birthday with, uh, with the host, yeah? That's very oh, true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two, personally. Um, Alex is with grandma today, and I've got my little one, Trevor. Uh, it's three and two. They eat everything. It's awesome. I feel like if they were if they were picky, I'd make it that much harder. Yeah. Uh, so today I, uh, I printed out uh, top ten parenting tips from WebMD. Uh, I wanted to see if we could debunk it, maybe give our own answers that might be a little bit better, help the people out there. Um, I'm sure I'm probably going to learn a lot during this interview. Um, we never set time constraints. My bad. Uh, 30 minutes, hour, six uh, hours. I don't know, but let me be right back real quick. Oh, yeah, no problem. 
We'll get her started off. It's all good. Hey, is a okay? I, hey, parent life. That's part of it. That's why we're here. You know, uh, that's and that's what we were talking about. Uh, Charlie and I were talking about. She goes, "Well, should I try to babysit her?" And then she felt bad for not have babysitter and thought, "Who would I rather get?" parental advice from someone who has the baby in their lap the whole time, like right. someone or someone with a green screen and like little kitty music yeah. in the background, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I may end up holding the little one. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> so for you, who, who ended up giving you the best advice? Like your first kid, did someone pull you aside and be like, Hey, this is what you're going to need to know. No, no, it really wasn't like that. Uh, it was more of a constant interjections from people in my life, uh, friends, family, my parents, my grandparents. Really, it had a lot to do with how I was raised and the people that were in my life at the time. And, of course, we all learn as we go. So it's not a, a constant say, like, this is how it is and that's it. Because each kid is different. Each kid reacts different in different situations and learns differently. So to me, it was a little bit of everything really as I go. All right. So kind of like a, a learn as you go sort of thing, you know. I've always, it's funny. Um, it's not just in, in that that I do. You know, I, it's funny. I'm prior Marine Corps. Uh, you know, it's all about the military. It's all about constant. This is how to live But I've always been a fly by the seat kind of guy. Uh, right. you, my wife's not like that. So it's like a, a balance of both of us together, you know, to, to have a little bit of fun on my side, you know, let's just go do whatever and have the kids do, you know, just have fun time. And then there's her like, Hey, I want to plan. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to take for the kids, you know, so oh, it, exactly yeah, like scheduled out. Oh, I got you. Yep. That's, I feel like Heather and I are kind of the same way. She's, Everything has to be planned. Me, it's it's kind of free will. I like to see how the day takes me. Yep. Oh, hello. Sorry about that. Oh, that's a okay. That's what we were just talking about. Like, hey, that's part of it. Like, yeah, it's that's probably the craziest part. Is like when things get kind of you know double booked in a sense. Like, yep. It's like you know I'm I'm thinking that at this time it'll be nap time and that's the perfect time to go do everything <laughs> and then like that isn't really nap time because. Nope. Yep young and you know yeah so i asked joy i figured i'd ask you as well um was there when you had your first kid or any of your kids was there anyone that pulled you aside and gave you uh, a great piece of advice oh, or uh, is it kind of just a learn as you go sort of you people um i was really lucky because my my stepmom my dad and my dad's sister my nana, we all they they created some sort of it wasn't exactly a baby shower because he i think he was like just born or something but it was kind of like one and they wrote they all wrote down a bunch of pieces of advice like the whole family they everybody would write down something even my little sister and like they all put it in a hat and then at the end i'd sit down and you know read through everything and of course, you know, my grandma's advice was like, you know, really long kind of thing. And then, you know, my dad's advice was like, you know, make sure they stay alive kind of thing. And um, I could tell by the handwriting, but it was it was really cute because it was like all the different, you know, types of advice. And actually, my little sister said, um, 
I don't remember her exact words because this was years ago, but um, something along the lines of, um, don't forget when you were a kid. And I was like, that's really interesting because I never would have really thought of that. I mean, like parents were so like, you know, you know, we're focused on the responsibility part of it. We're focused on making sure that they stay alive, like my dad said, and all that. But sometimes we forget what it feels like to be a kid. And when she wrote that, I was like, that's the most kind of precious and innocent way of, you know, giving that advice. Like, just don't forget to also love them, you know, on top of all the responsibility and stuff too. show them that you're there, that you care. You know, that's what it meant to me. So that was really special. Okay. It really does mean a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, empathy's kind of, kind of the winner, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I printed off the 10 top parenting tips from WebMD. You guys ready to debunk these things or maybe yeah. agree with all of them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I honestly just print them out. I didn't even proofread any of it. So, uh, we'll see if there's some typos. Okay. Uh, number one is connect. Set aside 10 minutes of, quote, special time with your everyday, with you every day for each child. Call it Hannah time or Ethan time, <laughs> Trevor time. Uh, so they know it's all about them. One day they pick what to do. The next day you pick. But focus all your attention on your child with all of your heart. Agree or disagree? Uh, Joey. I like to say agree, uh, it, it, and that time's going to different. You know, it's going to be different every day because our schedules are, are constantly changing with our jobs, with school, with whatever's going on in our lives, family, friends. You know, so yes, I agree that you should be able to set some time apart. You know, to hang out with your kids, even if it's just like this, where she's just sitting with us, having in my lap. You know, <laughs> doing our own thing. Uh, but I'm not going to say that it's it's a perfect thing, you know, because there are days where, man, you're just tired, you know, and we have to, even though we're tired and we're maybe cranky, you know, we have to set, we, okay, that's what you were talking about earlier, empathy, you know, yeah. calm down, relax. I know it's stressful, but like, hey, I take a step back, go out of the room, my wife steps in for a second or vice versa. So it just depends. All right. I'm kind yeah, of a... <laughs> Uh, Charlie, what about you? Agree or disagree? I I agree, but to an extent. Like I, with the original statement, right? I mean, I agree with him too. But with the original statement, I agree to an extent. I think that it's not so much about make sure you spend ten minutes exactly with each child, you know, exactly like that. It's more about the quality of the time. So. You know, I could spend two minutes with my oldest son, and to him, he thinks we spent the whole day together. But my daughter, I could spend five hours with her, and she's like, Mom, why don't you ever talk to me? And I'm like, but I just did. <laughs> like, you know, so <laughs> instead of that, what I've learned is, you know, because I, I made this rule for myself when I was I was staying at home, you know, during COVID and all that, at the very beginning when I was, like, strictly at home every single day. Yeah. And before, you know, things started to get a little better, I had this rule of every hour, you know, I'd be screenwriting pretty much all day. Every hour I would take a break and I would take 15 minutes to focus on just the kids. I'd put away all the electronics and focus on them every hour for 15 minutes. But then I realized that they weren't getting the the quality they wanted from that. It looks good on paper, 
but right. it didn't feel like they were getting the quality. So instead of that, what I started doing was my daughter is into makeup right now. So I started, you know, hey, when I put my makeup on in the morning, do you want to join me? And she thinks that's like the best thing in the world. And, you know, my youngest son, he's kind of, you know, he's real little. So he kind of just like likes to hang out next to me. So I'll be like, hey, sit with me. Well, you know, we write this down or something. And then, you know, my other son, he's really into like all the geeky stuff. So I'll be like, hey, I found this super cool geeky thing. Check it out. What do you think? And so my goal, instead of it being, you know, a number of minutes a day, it's more of a like, make sure that they feel that love. So at the end of the day, at, we have a quality dinner. I put away everything for dinner. All the electronics are gone and we sit down at the table and we always eat dinner together. And there's very rare occasions that this doesn't happen, but pretty much every day it happens. And so I ask each of them, I say, so did you, you know, how did you feel today? Did you have a good day? What, you know, what did you think? And nine times out of 10, one of their favorite parts of the day was like something that I thought wasn't, you know, like quality time, but they loved it. So as long as they have had, you know, that, you know, good day sort of feeling, I'm like, okay, that's, that's, you know, that's enough for me. As long as they feel like I was present with them and they feel like they have had quality time, then that's, you know, sometimes it takes a lot more and, you know, sometimes it takes something really simple. So it just, it's kind of up to them in that case, you know, like just kind of, I agree with the sentiment, of course, of yeah. being that quality time, but we don't agree with the time itself because it depends yeah. on the situation. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts then, Justin? Um, yeah, mine's every day. Um, Alex has some issues that we're working on. We don't quite know what it is because at three years old, they won't diagnose you with anything. If they do, it's going to be out there. Yeah. So every day after I get home, I'll get through the door. They give me a hug. We play. He knows that's playtime. I don't care what's going on in the world. It could be the apocalypse to them. That's playtime. That's what that that's is. Time, yeah. So we'll... <laughs> <laughs> Getting armfuls, buddy. I know you're like, uh, good. <laughs> oh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll play. There's never a time limit on it, but uh, I feel like that means the world to them, and that's that's what makes my day. Uh, yeah. As for how tired I am, that can be debatable. What are you doing, buddies? <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the biggest things about being a parent is like we don't like get to really focus on our emotions all day. I mean, we have to know what we're feeling so that we can manage it well. But like, if we're tired, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, we just help them anyway. Yeah, that, that's actually number two. <laughs> number two is uh, control your own emotions first says no matter what the issue, bad grades at school, temper tantrums, refusal to eat dinner, which happens a lot, um, before you intervene with your child, always start by calming yourself down first. Most of the time, an issue with your child may feel like an emergency, but it isn't. You can take a deep breath. You can step away in order to calm yourself and be the parent that you want to be. That says want to me, but I, I think need to be is probably a better answer. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, agree or disagree? I agree, but I think we could take it kind of a step further, too, because 
sometimes that that moment of like taking a breath like 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 you know if if the child you know gets cereal all over the kitchen floor or something like that and you know you're like going to the bathroom and you walk out and you see that and you're like oh my gosh it's so frustrating but sometimes taking that moment to just kind of like like I'll kind of like turn around like I'm not facing you know the child and I'll kind of like turn around and just be like okay and then I like go back. Yeah. You, you know, got this. During <laughs> yeah. that moment, it actually like I found ended up the moment itself. The kids pick up on that. They realize like, oh no, like I actually really upset her. Like I don't want to do that again. So I don't even have to like I don't have to you know yell at them or get angry at them or all the crazy disciplinary things that you know you hear about. Instead, I can just be like, look, you really disappointed me. Like, and they're like, I know I saw you take a second. Like I could tell. And I'm like, okay, so could we not do this? Let's clean it up. And then we end up like cleaning it up together. And it's, they've already learned the lesson before I had to even really say anything because I took that moment. Right. So. Uh, Joey, what do you think? Uh, controlling your emotions before you get onto them or slam them across the room? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I agree. Uh, sometimes it's, we have to catch ourselves and sometimes, you know, there's times where I snap when I'm angry and I'll say something and then I have to go back and apologize because afterwards I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have said that. I had my moment afterward instead of before. A lot of times if we're together, me and my wife will say, you know, we'll, we'll wait a minute, we walk out and you come in, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not at that moment dealing with it. So you're, you got a level head. And, you know, but there's times where I, you know, I mean, we, I'm sure that everybody has where you're like, you're frustrated, you're tired, you're, you've had a long day and that something just snipped you off. And then you're like, I'm sorry that I did that, you know, but we know better than to do this. You know, you know better than that. You know what I'm saying? But so, yes, I agree. Uh, but there is, there is some where you are human. And we do, you know, we do make mistakes and we just have to be humble enough to come back and, and let our children know that we make mistakes too. And it's okay. But that's yeah. good because that teaches them humility. That's like even better. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you said earlier, man, we're, we're constantly learning. We're always learning how to be a better parent. Yeah. Uh, it, I still believe that there's no perfect parent out there. If there is, I have never met them. <laughs> Close, but I've never met them. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing too that I realized is that sometimes like like one time my son was like, really really just testing me like just like trying to like I don't know get in trouble or something and he just kept pushing and pushing and I realized if I act mad like cuz I wasn't mad I was just kind of like what are you doing like you know and then I was like wait a second if I like act mad then I can see what he's trying to do so then I kind of like acted mad for a second and I was like, no, you can't do that. Go to your room or whatever, right? And then he like started being good on the phone. No, I wasn't yelling at you. Yeah, step away for a second. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no, and like I said, I think I think we're both, you know, we all feel pretty much the same way then, you know. And that's something I think we learn as we ha we have our kids, right? So the first one, you know, and it's always kind of a trial and error thing in a kind of way. You get you get, you know, interventions from family or friends that have had kids, your grandparents or whatever, that give you advice <laughs> for something, right? But that's something you have to take it with advice. But like I was telling him when you were gone, 
it's kind of a, you know, it's it's a it's a roller coaster ride that we have to learn as we go and yeah, and and we're better ourselves just like we're trying to better our children. So, right. But like I said, that we're nowhere near perfect. Hundred percent. No. And I'm like, okay, you know, I just try to learn from it as you know, I go on through the, you know, through the rest of whatever we're doing at the moment, and you know, for the next time. So. Yeah. The thing too is like, I've noticed that cause a lot of times you would think like acting and being a mom are like opposites. Like how can you be on set when you want to spend time with your kids? Like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I've actually noticed that they actually kind of go in a way they kind of go hand in hand because when you're acting, you're in a different world, you know, you're in a made up world, but you're showing a truth, you know, right. like the truth in a made up world, basically. There's a quote about that, I believe, but that's that's literally what it is. So when you're at home with your kids, you're always you. You know, you're showing your truth constantly. Right. But there are times where I'm, you know, super tired or they want to, you know, play a game with me that I'm like so not interested in. But I've noticed that if I kind of like go like I kind of not I don't like act with them, but I end up going back to well, wait a second, like what my sister said. And I go, well, wait a second. Maybe I don't care about this topic that they want me to play with, you know, Barbies or something, but I love them and they'll be super happy. So if I act like I like Barbies for a second, they'll be super happy, I'll feel better, and then we'll both be genuinely happy. So like, I like pretend to like the Barbies and then we end up fine after that. Right, and I think that kind of goes, you know, I could play off that a little bit too. So. I, I love gaming. I've always loved gaming. You can ask my my Yahoo right there on the other side, the other screen. We've always been gaming. We always have been. Um, and I love it. Too. I, I stream on Twitch, you know, as much as I can when I'm not busy with life. And my thing is, my oldest really, really loves. It. I don't know if it's a mixture of just wanting to be with me and do things with me, or she just loves gaming in general. Because I think it's a mixture of both. Probably. So now I feel I have to. I have to take. Sometimes I have to come in or my wife and sit, play something like, "Hey, you need to take a second." You know, because I'm focused in. I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm hanging out with my people on stream, and I'm on Twitch, and I'm on live on TikTok, and I just you know, sometimes she has to be like, "Yo, wake up," you know what I'm saying? And and then yeah. I have to do that to myself sometimes too. And I, sometimes I'm not the best, but like I said, we learn every day. So. Yeah. Justin? My bad. I had to disappear for a couple seconds. I missed all of that. No, that you're my good. Bad. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I'm just going to jump to number three instead of building on that. <laughs> you're good. Uh, it says reconnect when you set limits. Don't yell. You know, Clean up your Legos. It's time for bed. Uh, quit putting your wiener in the light socket, whatever it may be at the time. Um that's another thing I learned. Parenting will make you say the weirdest stuff that you never thought yeah. you were going to say. That's very true. I actually um, have a book that says, like, mom quotes. And, like, for every day you can put, like, a random thing that you said that, like, surprised you, you know? Yeah, that'd be the perfect book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting where to start that book from. You know, if you were came across that book as, like, a right, you know, before you had kids and you are like, now I'm scarred. I don't know if I want to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it says, uh, 
says we're always rushing kids through the schedule. Take a minute to sit down and admire what he's made. Uh, then talk about bedtime. If you set your limit with empathy, he's more likely to cooperate. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, my... it depends on what's made. Yeah. <laughs> because I'd, Alex had a problem for the longest time where he would play with his poop. That's just a thing he did. I honestly couldn't tell you how. So we did the whole backwards sleeper thing. Um, kept a camera in there just to make sure he wouldn't get up in the middle of the night. Um, but that's one of those things where I don't want to just sit down and uh, admire what he's made because that's uh, pretty nasty, to be honest with you. Um, but I do like that. I do like showing them awe and this whole surprise face. Right? Uh, Even if we don't find it interesting, you know, they, they're, they're, they're in their life at that time. So we, we don't see it that way. But. Right. I like yeah. the macaroni pictures. Yep. Yeah. You guys, okay. They haven't done that yet. They do like little picture stuff at church, like glued popsicle sticks, but I haven't yep. got the macaroni yet. In yeah. my room, I have a whole wall of things that they've, you know, like, you know, put their hands all over and turned it into a masterpiece. And so yeah. I just, I dedicate a wall for them. So they'll bring me something and I'm like, this is awesome. And I put it on the wall in my room right next to like, you know, you know, the movie things I have that I'm excited about or whatever. And so my daughter is like, you must really love this if it's right next to the eternity one. And I'm like, I do. You're my daughter. I don't care what it is. I'm going to love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good idea. See, we're learning off each other. I like that. That's a good idea with the wall. Right. Yeah. I, said, I was it's running out of room on the fridge. Well, yeah. Well, we have the <laughs> fridge, too. But that's for school pictures. So. Oh, yeah. fair enough. That's that a picture sense. thing. I agree. But we do, like, on the side of the fridge, you know, they love coloring and drawing. So they'll do their little arts and then. Of course, we gotta save it. So it's on the side of the fridge, and for, yeah. for a while, and then the new one goes in. You know. <laughs> you know, I really liked your the question that you were saying, Justin, because it my my son. Well, the younger ones are a little too young to diagnose officially, but my oldest son is autistic, and the younger two might be as well. And um, he was diagnosed, you know, a couple several years ago, and we got him into like early childhood education you know, stuff and early intervention. And so now he functions as normal and he's in normal classes. Um, so that was amazing. Plus I, you know, I went to school for a while to learn about autism specifically to help him. So like, you know, there was a lot of that that we had to do, but the fact that, you know, like one of the things about autism is like you, schedules are very important and it's kind of like, you have to have that like rigidness Okay, but like as an actor, we don't have that as much. Like, you know, you have a call sheet for the start time, but you might be there all day. You know, so things change. And then with the podcast, like, you know, things change all the time. So it's hard to like do the schedule that he needs, but also keep the openness that the career entails. So what I've noticed is what with the question you were asking, you know, sitting down and talking to them about, okay, so this is what we're going to do about bedtime and having it be like ahead of time. So we have a lot of like charts and things around the house, like on the wall, that'll say like, okay, at this time, this means this, and this time this means this, because it like, it kind of clues him into, you know, he knows ahead of time. So if he's in the middle of like 
the biggest Pokemon battle ever. He looks at the clock and is like, oh, you're right. We said seven o'clock, so I'm done. And then instantly he's like, okay, I'm done. Because we said that, you know, ahead of time. So I think that I agree with your question, like for the most part. And then also, you know, actually being able to like converse with them about it. Like when we started homeschooling, I I sat them all down and said, okay, we're gonna have a family meeting. Cause it's just me, I don't have, you know, a significant other or mom living with me or something to help me. It's just me and the kids. So I was like, look, we need to work together on this because you know, it's homeschooling and yes, I'm your teacher, but I'm also your mom. So we're gonna have to like work together on this. <laughs> and so, you know, we all sat down and I said, you know, what's your favorite subject? What are the things you guys are interested in doing? And then I aligned that with what they were actually required to do, you know, by the state and the district and stuff. And I kind of like morphed them together. And then I was like, okay, so timing wise, let's schedule this out. And they're young, so they don't have the exact like, you know, oh, I know it'll take this many minutes to do this topic, but they do have the idea of like, well, can we spend more time doing science experiments? Because I really like science. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So then, you know, we dedicate an entire day to science. And then we have like, you know, history and English yeah. together, <laughs> like, you know, because they don't like those as much. So. <laughs> oh, that, that makes sense. I, at the at the end of the day, as long as as long as they show that they're making something amazing, and we give them all that um, <laughs> oh, not love. What's the word I'm looking for? She's so um, cute. Thank you. <laughs> like your like that your presence is with them, kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. I know there's a word that I wanted to use, but I can't think of it right now for some reason. Maybe like compassion. Yeah, that'll work. I'll accept that. Um, uh, I'm having brain farts all day. It's It's been a week. I, I feel like once you become a parent, brain farts are normal. <laughs> it's like a daily thing. It's like you're, you're like constantly, you know, 100% all the time. And then it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. You start, and then yeah. you start your brain. And like, okay, whoa, okay. We got okay. Yeah. Uh, towards towards the end of this interview, I'll remember it for sure. It'll just come out <laughs> randomly sometimes. Um, oh, Joey, did you have anything you wanted to add to that, man? No, I mean we pretty you pretty much hit everything that I, <laughs> I, I agree with. Every, I agree with it. I don't know if there's anything really I could add to it. You know, we kind of were talking with it as we were going anyway. So I I think I'm good. We can go for the next one. Yeah, sorry, I tend to talk quite a bit. No, you're good. It does, I'm a okay. Especially about kids. Like, I just can't shut up. I just love them. Right. I like when people in, like, a grocery store, and if you get them started on talking about their kids or something that their kid's doing, they're like, hey, how old are they? You're in for a ride. It's all yeah. day, all night. Um, for those watching, if in case you didn't catch the beginning, Feel free to ask questions in the comments. Yes. Um, I believe it's on the original post. Joey shared it as well. I did. Uh, um, I just, I've got some viewers on, on uh, my, my social media as well. So if you guys want to ask questions, then I'll bring it in as well. So. Yeah, anything from new parents. People have been doing it for years. Yep. Um, We're taking advice too. We're learning as we go also. So, you know, I, I'm writing stuff down over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a pen too. <laughs> like, 
we'll go with number four. It says, uh, don't shut down the conversation. Uh, if your child says something like, uh, I hate math, I'm never going to school again, which I hope to get one of these days. Uh, he's probably not just being difficult. Heightened emotions means something's going on. If you just say, of course you're going to school, now do your homework, you've closed the door. Mm -hmm. uh, you've shut them down uh, yeah. to find out what's really going on in their life. Uh, yeah. Instead, open the door by saying something like, it sounds like you really don't like math. Can you tell me about it? Can you tell me how your day went? Um, are you doing okay with school? Are you, you know, your friends being cool with you? Um, me personally, I can't do that yet because they can't talk quite well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts on that? I completely agree with that. Also, like I said, you know, my, my oldest is definitely autistic. And then the other ones I think might be also, um, they were having trouble talking as well. And the hardest thing with that is when there's a speech sort of, you know, kind of issue or a communication issue as far as just, you know, autism or, or they're young or whatever it is, you know, they're not talking yet, then it's really hard to do that. But something that I've learned is that um, you can still, you can kind of still figure it out. Like, and, and that sounds like I'm minimizing it, but I'm not. I remember having such a hard time because I wanted to be able to do that. And I couldn't because he didn't talk and like he couldn't communicate effectively. And it was the most frustrating feeling in the world. And, but then somebody taught me they noticed that when I go like this, I'm thinking about something close to my heart. And when I go like this, I'm thinking about whatever, right? They yeah. noticed like little physical cues that I did. And then I was like, oh, wow, that's what I can do with my son and with my kids. If they're not talking, I can pick up on those things. Yeah. So like, you know, my daughter, sometimes when she's, you know, worried about what's going to happen at school the next day, she'll like bake. So I'm like, you're baking again. What's wrong, sweetie? Like, talk to me, you know, what's, what's going on? And so I think that that's one of the biggest things is like, when they don't talk yet, you have to really just like read them. But then once they're able to talk, it's important to definitely open up the communication because then what's going to happen when, you know, they're confused about something or, or worried about something or whatever emotion it is, they will go to the person they feel is most open and receptive of them. Not necessarily the person that's gonna like tell them they're wrong, but just like us, they're gonna go to somebody that they feel they can talk to, that they can trust. And to me, I mean, I want my kids to be able to trust me. So I want them to be able to come to me and be like, hey mom, you know, I did something horrible. Could you help me fix it? Or, hey mom, I'm not sure what to do about this. What do you think? And you know, if I don't know, I'll find, an answer, I'll ask my dad or, you know, like I'll find a way to help them. But like to open up that communication, I think is huge to be able to mutually trust your kids and have them trust you to come to you at the same time is like, it's, it's important. I think very much. I think that's important as well. Uh, I was just going to add kind of similar to what you were saying right there, as far as the track of what you were saying, um, as, as I get older and as, as our kids grow and get older and they experience life and situations, they're going to come across just like we did. And each, it's, excuse me, each situation is, you know, different depending on what's going on or how they handle it, whatever the case may be. If they get in trouble, I want my kids to be able to come to me, you know, regardless of what's going on, you mm -hmm. know, 
And yeah. I'll, I'll deal with the situation and then we'll discuss what's going to happen afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn you away for, or, or condemn you for something that happened. You know, we we're human and we learn from our mistakes. So mm-hmm. you know, it's about opening that, keeping that communication open so that they trust you as you, as they get older and, and they make mistakes in life, they can come to you and ask for advice or help or whatever the situation calls for. So I agree. I think yeah. Good. I th- Yeah. Definitely, I think so too. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling through. I'm trying to find ones we can debunk. It, it sounds okay. like WebMD knows what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, there was since we were talking about like telling our parents stuff versus them shutting us down. You know, um, from like more of a kid's perspective, when I was in fourth grade, I got sent to the principal for punching a guy in the stomach. And logically, as you know, parents, like, why would you do that? I'm in trouble, right? Right. Well, my dad, he knew me and he knew that I'm not the type of girl to just go running around punching people, you know? So he he talked to the principal and then he came out and he talked to me and he was like, I was terrified that I was gonna be in trouble for the rest of my life. And he's like, No, 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 let me let me talk to you. And he like kneels down in front of me and he goes, What's going on, Miha? Like, why would you punch him in the stomach? And I was like, wait, you're not mad at me? You're not gonna spank me? Like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? And he's like, no, just tell me what happened. And I'm like, well, he was making fun of me because I have a boy's name. And he said that I was super weak because I'm a girl. And he said, oh, prove it, punch me in the stomach. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. And he's like, really? Then you're just a little girl. And he was teasing me. So then I punched him in the stomach to prove it. And I was trying to stand up for myself. And my dad's like, that's good. See, like you shouldn't be in trouble for that. And so I ended up, you know, I got in trouble at school, but not with him. And he explained to me that I was still be in trouble with school and I still had to make sure I didn't do that again, but I wasn't actually in trouble because I had trouble standing up for myself at that time. So it was actually a good thing. So like, you know, it's, I think that in a lot of cases it's important for the parents to kind of slow down and really think about what their kids are saying to them you know, more than the words, but they're like what they're trying to say. Right. right. Absolutely. I was going to add, you know, add kind of on what you were saying right there. Um, you know, as far as situations that we can come across, you know, and, and the ability for us to be able to go to our, our the person that we trust and, and, and want to get advice from, you know, as far as situations goes, uh, you know, uh, we are always told as kids, as growing up, and my parents and, my, and even my grandparents, the same thing. You know, you don't start the fight, but you can finish it. You know what I'm saying? You can finish yeah. it. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't start it unless they start it. If you start it, it's a ball. You know, ball game. Let's go. But other than that, you know, turn the cheek. You know, you know, don't let it get to you unless something. Unless it's serious. There's exceptions to the rule, but. The ability for, for me to get into a situation or them as our kids to get into situations and be able to come to you and ask for advice, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather them come to us than go to, you know, another kid their age that they're not exactly completely developed yet. So they're going to just go with what feels right at the time. Right. We have the, you know, we have been alive long enough to kind of know, okay, in that experience, you know, I had something similar, don't do that, do this, you know, or something like that. We have a little bit more, but of course our kids teach us things too. I mean, I'm not saying we're like the gurus of life or something. They definitely (laughs) teach us things every day. And that's, 
that's kind of one of the joys of being a parent, I think, is like, right. we're constantly like just growing. I mean, like the other day I was, I was reading through this monologue and I kept getting stuck on it. I kept basically going into the same tone instead of feeling it, you know? And my daughter comes in and she's like, can I read it? And I was like, okay. So I let her read it. So she's reading it and it's, she totally got the emotion wrong. But what I realized was actually like, I don't think that there's one wrong or right way. And so what I did was I kind of like, I tried her emotion and I did it that way instead. And it sort of took away the, like me going into the same tone every time. Yep. And I was able to actually like, you know, do the monologue properly after that. But it was, it was just cute. She like, you know, she did it her own way and it was like a fresh, you know, set of eyes kind of thing. Right. Justin? I am. So <laughs> I'm zoning out again. Um, I really I'm trying to think. Your baby is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep staring at him. Is that the youngest one? Yeah, this is Kason. Aww. With a K or C? K. So K A I I S O N. Okay. Cute. Yeah, my my people on TikTok are saying the same thing you are. Like, aw. <laughs> Thank you. That's the only reason only reason people are watching. They don't watch because of me. They watch because of me. <laughs> oh yeah, me. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the interesting one. Okay, it's it's totally the kid. <laughs> and I thought about bringing mine on. I'm like, I'm a little too protective. Like maybe I'll, maybe in the future I'll bring them on. But for now, I'm a little too nervous that like, I don't know, public, you know. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I guess, you know, as, as a man, I, you know, we don't think, I, I do think of it because I'm on social media all the time. And the things that I said, I actually made a video the other day about, uh, you know, our kids and protecting our kids from something that, they should or shouldn't be posting online for millions of people to see, right? Right. I, I've seen it. Justin saw it. I'm pretty sure on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Girl was being completely inappropriate about how if she had a boyfriend before Christmas, then certain th something would happen. Like, oh. how are you looking for a mate? That that's how you want to find somebody that you want to be with the rest of your life. What are we teaching our children? You mm -hmm. know what? I mean? That's what I was getting at, and it, it's kind of the same way as far as being able to trust our kids to come to us without taking it to a social media outlet where yeah. other people that are thinking the same thing. And I'm not saying we're perfect. Obviously we had different social medias at the time, you know, but we grew up and we figured out that, you know, kids don't like to learn from their parents, but they learn from their parents. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, 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 you're like, Oh no, I've got this, you know, as we're growing up, but in all reality, we took some of that at heart and we were like, okay, yes. You know what I mean? And now we're able to take it to our kids and, and try to, hopefully reach out to some people in the world. But, you know, I think with, with the day and age we're at now, it's scary. It's scary and it's something that we have to keep in mind as far as raising our kids. And, you know, you know, don't be blind to what can happen, but know that, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself as long as yeah. it's within, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that right. makes a lot of sense. Actually. Thank you. Cause that's pretty good advice. Um, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking of, uh, remember, remember I was telling you that book with the mom quotes every day. Oh, yeah. Right. I actually, one day I wrote down, um, something that my dad had said to me like over and over again that I didn't even think about. And I, I said it to my kids and then my son, like he repeated it again after that. 
And I was like, what? I just literally turned into my dad. But he said, listen, sweetie, if you want to go on American Idol or you want to go on, I mean, that's the best example you can think of. If you want to go on there, just sing for us first so that we can tell you the truth before you go Uh, and you go to the whole world. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, because he didn't want me to, like, you know, sing to him and then him realize I wasn't that good. And then I go sing to the whole world and I make a fool of myself and I'm embarrassed or something like that. And anyway, so I, I was telling my son that. And I wrote, and I, and I thought it was kind of funny, so I wrote it down. And then later on, I was like, "Wait a second, my dad said that. <laughs> like, you yeah. like the apple doesn't far from fall far from the tree. Like, I said something he said almost exactly the same. I thought it was just funny. And that's that's the little things that we don't think of as yeah. we're growing up, but we take into heart from our parents and grandparents and the people that are in our lives helping to raise us because it takes. And that's another thing before we end this whole thing is oh, yeah. it makes a school. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's a village. It's, 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 a village. Yeah. it's, it's impossible to do it by yourself. Yeah. yeah. As, as a single mom, literally I'm constantly trying to do it by myself, but yeah. I have, you know, my best friend is always helping me. My grandmother is always, you know, helping me out. Like I'll sometimes text my dad and be like, Hey, yeah. what do you think of this? Or what would you say in this situation? Or there's always, you know, it's it's a community thing. I yep. think we should make that important in like the world today is family has become so, you know, and like we need to make family more involved and more of a community thing than just like, a, oh yeah, keep the kids over there. They don't exist. No, they do. They're part of it. Like I wish that the world was more community oriented. Right. Families more too. open. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that's kind of another big thing that's happening in our world today as far as community and being able to help people with, you know, everything that's going on, right? With with COVID and everybody being maybe stuck at home or in different situations where, you know, we normally don't handle like this, right? Mm-hmm. right. We have to be able to be, you know, open to different things, but at the same time, you know, still be able to live our lives in a way that's safe and, mm-hmm. and for us and for our kids. Uh, so, and that kind of goes along with the social media thing as well. And, you know, being able to keep yourself open to different possibilities and different outcomes, but also keep everybody in your life safe and take that advice from different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I've got, I think I've found one we can argue against. Hopefully. All right. Let's do okay. it. I'm all, right. all about debunking these things. Like there's no way. What? <laughs> The internet doesn't have all the answers, right? I agree. So one last one, and then uh, we'll, we can kind of just go over if we've learned anything from this and if there's a future in parental advice and podcasting, I guess. Okay. Um, so it's the very last one on here after this uh, number 10 list. It says, never interrupt a playing child. Uh, it says, okay, you can't always follow the rule, but – Play is a child's work. Uh, If they love doing something so much that they lose themselves in it, that's the kind of passion and flow they'll need to be successful in whatever they want to do as an adult. Here's where I disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pouring a bottle of wine. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What if it's something that harms the child? If that's something they're passionate in? I don't. Yeah, like the big thing. (laughs) <laughs> right? The poop thing. I, 
I get it may be a, uh, a sensory issue, um, an autistic issue. I don't know. It, I said, yeah. Here, oh, um, here they don't really like uh, diagnosing your kid with something till they're of age, till they can fully get a grip of what's going I understand. on. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, if something like that, or if my kid likes playing with fire, or, you know, my yeah. kid wants to throw grenades around the house, whatever. Yeah. I feel like. Or your kid likes hitting but, your other kid or something. Right? Like you're saying yeah. with the schedule. They should, I, I think they should, if they do yeah. like playing, if they like a certain toy or a certain activity, I think there needs to be a time for that. I don't want to just not, you know, don't stop them because they're playing or uh, leave, like kids. No? I, th- I think the whole question is debunked because kids we're learning what we're going to do with our lives our whole lives like we're constantly learning what we're going to do what we're passionate about what we love you know so for for me to say you know oh you want to be a fireman cuz for a while my son wanted to be a fireman and anytime he would go play it would be fireman stuff that's every time fireman stuff and right. if i said okay now you're a fireman and i like made him a fireman in my head and everything i did for him was always fireman stuff then what if he changed his mind? He wouldn't even feel comfortable telling me because he'd be worried about disappointing me because he'd be so fireman, like, you know? But if we just sort of, like, let them kind of decide and figure things out, and so they might play with something that's not good. We need to stop that, of course. Like, the poop thing, that's silly. Like, like figure out why it's that. Maybe there's, maybe Play-Doh would be better or something. But then, like after those so those things have to be stopped like if they hit the other kid all the time that can't be continued that's ridiculous yep then if if it's something they genuinely like like trains or firemen stuff or whatever okay so let them play with it but then kind of go okay but you know have you ever thought about you know maybe doing this too because maybe they've never heard of anything but being a fireman. Maybe their dad was a fireman, and that's all they can think about. So maybe show them new toys, too. Or not toys always, but, like, new things, too. I think that one's totally debunked. I I agree. I think it is. Uh, I, I add on a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's amazing how things that we, we deal with as far as teaching our children and, the, and how it affects you later in life is amazing. And we don't think about it at the time because mm-hmm. it's happening. But every little thing that we deal with as kids and, and learn from as kids plays into our lives and how we how we parent and how we handle situations. So yeah. if you were abused as a kid, right, or you were, whether it was physical or sexual, whatever the case may be, that affects you greatly as an adult, as a an parent, and how you handle situations with your kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can't, Yes, there's things that we we 100% can pull them away from. If it's a it's a dangerous thing, I, I, you know this is why you can't do that. Yeah. Explain to them. Don't just say no and that be the end of it because yeah. they don't understand. They can't. They don't. They've never had to deal with it in the way that we would. And but, they don't know that it's bad, really. To them, they're just like, why can't I have this fun thing? Yeah. Right. And that that goes along with you know as far as that can go along with a lot of things, uh, alcohol, drugs. Uh, different things that, you know, we, we really haven't hit the topic on yet. And that's, you know, that goes along with the whole trust issue as far mm-hmm. as being able to come to me. Hey, like, hey, I want to I want to try this drink. Okay, fine. You know what? 
when you turn 16, you can have one, you can have a beer with me, with dad sitting right here in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever the age is that you decide to do, but you're doing it as a family at, you know, they're able to come with you as, with, you know, with that trust and that ability to, to come to you and not be worried about judgment. And well, not yeah. just judgment, but the consequences, you know, if they yeah. go out to a party, what's to stop them from driving? Yeah. And they never want to disappoint their parents. Like, so the, the really strange thing is the manifestation of that isn't, oh, I don't want to disappoint my dad. It's, oh, my dad's going to kill me. I can't tell him kind of thing. Whereas instead of that, it's like, okay, I know I can tell him because, well, honestly, he's probably done worse when he was a kid anyway. He used to always tell me stories of when he was a kid and all these crazy things he did. And he's like, well, if you ever want to try it, just let me know. And I will, you know, try to help you try it basically. And I was like, yeah, I never want to try that. <laughs> like, I was like, no. But he so, gave you that choice. He gave you that option, you know, to be he, in a trusted environment to do so. Yeah. And he gave me the example that a lot of parents I've noticed, they don't really share with their kids their lives. And that's something that I try to do with my kids is share what goes on with me a little bit so that because right. I see my daughter doing some of the things that I do and I'm like, oh, I don't want you to learn that. Like, let me like help you see how that was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I kind of obviously, you know, you don't share like all the adult stuff and put it on your kids. That's not okay. But like, yeah. To share the general idea of like, look, you know, there were mistakes that I made and this is kind of, you know, some stuff that came from it. And so sometimes it's important to, you know, learn from your mistakes and do this or, but to teach them how to, there's a word that I can't remember, but it's like, it's kind of the same as what you were saying earlier. The words are just not there, right. but it means like, like, you know, to get back up when you mess up, but, um, Resilience. Like perseverance. Recuperate. Perseverance. Yeah. 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 But like the resiliency, we can yeah. teach, you know, there's things we can teach them that, you know, are actually like really solid underneath. So when we debunked that thing, yeah, they might, you know, we might have to stop them from playing with this thing, but let them be, teach them the resilience of like, but you can still be happy with something. It just might not be that. You know, it might be right. like, something right don't don't close that's kind of like going back to that question don't close that door yeah exactly. open being able to come to you with like hey do you think that i would like this or you know i i like playing i think i might like playing softball or baseball or basketball mm -hmm. well you're gonna be a basketball star well no you know maybe they won't enjoy it you know i love basketball but maybe my son or my daughters aren't gonna be that way maybe they'll love softball maybe they love singing or choir or whatever the case may be we have to be able to be open as well just like they have yeah i was so yeah, scared to tell my parents that i wanted to be an actor like i didn't tell them for years and yep. then in high school there were always these plays i wanted to go to but i wasn't allowed to because you know they were very protective of me and so i was never really allowed to go and then eventually i was like crying or something my dad noticed my emotion whatever i was doing i don't remember i think i was crying or something and he was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it meant so much to you. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you that it did because I was scared you'd like tease me for wanting to be an actress or something. And he's like, no, like, you know, and so I was able to do that play. But, you know, I didn't tell him that I wanted it for the rest of my life until after I actually started like establishing myself because it, yeah. 
it was, you know, it's that fear, it's that that trust. And for the most part, we have a good trust. But at that point, it was like, it wasn't that he would have, I would have gotten in trouble or something. It right. was more that I was like, he's going to think I'm, yeah, it was more like, oh, I don't know what he's going to think of me kind of thing. And I think that our kids care more about what we think than we realize. So it's not like, oh my God, he's going to kill me every time. Sometimes it's deeper than that. Sometimes it's like, oh no, what if he like right. doesn't like that I want this? Or, oh no, what if I'm, you know, some orientation or something and he doesn't appreciate that or whatever it is. But I think the communication and the trust is huge because parents have more knowledge because they've been around longer and that's the whole point of them being our parents. So then... And our kids have to be able to come to us because that's the whole reason we're their parents. So it's like the trust is, I think, one of the most important takeaways, you know? I think I, I think it is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're uh, we're pushing time. Um, to end this out, let's say your kid sees this in five, ten years, right? Sees this video for some reason, finds it on the interweb. This... This last piece, what is the best piece of advice you can give your kid in the future, five, ten years down the road? Hmm. There's um, so much. Right, right. thing is hard. I would say don't be afraid to be yourself, but also don't be afraid to ask for help. And growing yeah. yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help in growing yourself possibilities are endless in this life in this world it's only going to get more endless and as possibilities go you know <laughs> only getting to the point now <laughs> has opened a huge possibility apps constantly doing different things you know at 18 years old i never thought i would have almost 2,000 followers on tiktok just a platform that just opened up you know what seven months ago i didn't even wear know was aware you know what i'm saying yeah it's just something that we don't realize the possibilities that are going to come across your way are endless. So keep your mind open, but also don't be afraid. If you don't like something, don't be afraid to say no. Be yourself. You know, have morals as far as a moral compass goes. And I pray and hope that I can give you the right moral compass, right? As a parent. That's my giveaway, I guess. I think I would tell them to to continue always looking for continue searching for what you love to do and just do it don't don't take all the excuses that come into your brain or the what ifs or whatever just do what you love and then if you fall down get back up try it again if you really love it you'll keep trying for that if you realize that you don't love it then maybe you'll try something new but that's what life is we're learning how to walk essentially and we're learning how to walk with what we love so just keep going and just do it don't give yourself excuses don't do it no like that. <laughs> i had to do it i had to <laughs> um i guess my i thought about this on the way home actually and what i would tell them if they came up to me five ten years and need some advice and um just don't don't be me I don't ever want them to compare themselves to me. I don't want them to 
try to be me emotionally, physically, whatever it is that I am in life. Don't be me, but be better. Be better than I am. That's my whole goal in life is to push them past where I am. Right. To make the world a better place, to make themselves a better place. Hopefully they retire rich and I don't have to worry about anything. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that. Don't be me to be better. That's good. Be better than me. Yep. Because like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm great, but I, just wherever I am, I want them to do better. I feel like that is the main goal in parenting. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it all comes down to. For our kids, yes. To be better. Yeah. Give, us, give them the opportunities to have things that we didn't or the ability to be in a place where we didn't have more opportunities for whatever you enjoy and love to do. Yeah. Right. They need, yeah. Be better than us for sure. Absolutely. Um, I guess uh, to end it out, uh, Charlie, uh, where can all these beautiful listeners find you? And uh, if they're looking uh, I, to. I have a website. It's www.charlie with no E at the end hyphen marie.com it's i think my name's on the bottom but yeah charlie yeah, hyphen marie.com like okay and uh joey where can everyone find you and your beautiful children <laughs> look uh, at that hair i know right oh he came out with his hair. Eyes are gorgeous. Like, a ponytail, like two days after he was born no um what? Yes, seriously I really did. i'm not joking he this is the hair he came out with oh my gosh you can see it on the ultrasound. He is going to be, lot. you're going to have to put a fence up against the girls when he's like 10 years from now. <laughs> you know, I agree with that as well, especially the world. We're kind of, it kind of flipped a little bit in my opinion, as far as uh, a female has gotten different. It's different now. You know what I'm saying? It's different. Yeah. Shotgun for your daughter has now become like a shotgun for your son. Right. But I also have two daughters I'm scared of. Like, oh my, my daughters are going to be gorgeous, and it's frightening me. Honestly, I'm scared of my middle daughter. She's going to be scary. Aww. Yeah, maybe that should have been the advice that I gave. Something along the lines of, don't chase the boys or girls. Just focus on what you want to do. The right person will fall into your lap while you do. Exactly. Knocked up at 19. No, uh, you guys can find me. I appreciate it. Justin, okay. by the way, thank you. Uh, Charlie, it's been great. Um, yeah, you guys are so great. You can find me on Dysfunctional Father across all my social medias, right? So um, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I stream on at Dysfunctional Father on Twitch. Um, and also Marauder4 is my other alternate Instagram. Uh, nothing too exciting on there. <laughs> also dysfunctional father on Facebook as well. So if you guys want to come check us out and our crazy life, then feel free to do so. And you can, uh, you can always find carpool shenanigans on every podcast network, Google iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast at. Um, I'm Justin, Joey, Charlie. Thank you guys for joining me. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> bye. Tell your family bye too. All right, I will. Hey, bye, Trevor. Bye, you bye, guys. Bye. You. <laughs>